0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the United Smart Tech Podcast. My name is Jessica Alexander. I am your podcast host for this morning. Uh, What do we want to talk about today? So I came up with a couple of topics um, with some help from my coworkers. And um, one topic that I thought would be, you know, pretty easy to discuss would be um, talking about interviewing. I mean, I'm a senior recruiter, so I interview all day, seven days a week for the most part. Um, And, you know, people know, of course, be on time, look good, say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, but what really counts? You know, what really matters? Because if everyone's doing those things, what's going to make you stand out? So... The first thing I want to talk about is start um, Start off with the thing that no one likes, the resume. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not a big fan of making a resume. Um, it's a pain. I feel like every time I try to adjust a paragraph, like it, it makes another paragraph go off. And I don't know, I just, I get frustrated with it. But um, you know once it's done it seems like it's kind of the holy grail and we're like oh like we don't want to change it because it's so perfect and it took so long to make but it's probably best to tweak your resume uh depending on the job that you're applying for now if you're just putting your resume up on indeed uh up on ZipRecruiter, you know whatever web page you're putting it up on um That's fine. Have a general resume. That way, companies can seek you out. Uh, They do look for keywords, so you're going to want to put keywords for positions in there. You know, computer tech. Um, I'm just basing this off of what we look for. You know, computer repair, computer tech, computer technician. Uh, cell phone repair, smartphone repair, iPhone repair, you know, whatever it is your experience may be in. uh, You wanna put those little keywords in there. I know some companies, if you're looking for a good management position, you wanna make sure you put, you know, management experience in there. and, And a lot of the times at the end, I know on Indeed when I look for resumes, there's a section down at the bottom that just says skills, and and it has all these you know skills that you can choose, and that's a good place to put, you know, customer service, management, computer technician, uh, computer repair, whatever it is your skills may be. Um, so then those companies can really seek that out. But anyway, so um, that's if you're putting like a general resume out on Indeed and whatnot. Um, Of course, you always want to be honest on your resume. I remember a long time ago, uh, I was making a resume with a friend and I put on there, you know, that I went to college for a psychology degree, which is true. Um, I did go to college for a psychology degree, I ended up not graduating. Um, So she said, hey, I just want to warn you, you know, make sure you're being completely honest on your resume. I really don't know what her reasoning was for that. But it kind of stuck with me. So you want to make sure you don't exaggerate on your resume. Uh, Keep it truthful, keep it to the point. So um, yeah, so that's for your general resume. And, And then you know, if you're applying for a specific job, say say you're applying with United Smart Tech, and um, you know you have experience in the food industry, in retail industry, and end in you know device repair. Well, that little paragraph at the very beginning of your resume, focus on that. Focus on the device repair if you're applying for United Smart Tech. If you're applying to be a manager at Nordstrom, you know, focus on the managing skills. Um, That's what we look at. It's, It's easy for somebody to have, blah, a piece of paper with everything just bullet pointed on there. But put something in your paragraph that'll make you stand out. Like, how about this? Okay, so if you are applying for a tech position at United Smart Tech and... Um. you know think outside the box okay what else do we do besides repair smartphones when we're technicians huh how about we have compassion for for clients okay we're compassionate we like to connect people because you're connecting people you're connecting people, you know, grandmas with their grandkids, you're connecting mom and dad with who are overseas with their children, with their devices. So put in there that you're compassionate that if you are, you know, put in there that that you have, you thrive off of helping others and getting a job well done or, or you thrive with customer service and, and connecting others, you know, use your own words, but put something from the heart in there, really grab that in that a recruiter's attention, you know, what's going to spotlight your resume, and make you stand out from others. Um, That's my opinion, I always look for a little more than just the experience. Like the experience is nice. And of course, we need it. But how about that little extra, you know, that little extra zing that'll kind of Put you in the spotlight a little bit. What makes you you? Um, so that goes into being authentic. I can think of a couple of examples for where authenticity um, comes into play, whether it be on your resume or interviewing. Um, you know, authenticity in that little paragraph when you're when you're talking about yourself. Um, but when you go in for an interview i think in my opinion too many people go into interviews being what they think the company wants now to a certain extent yes you want to be what the company wants if you want that job but are you willing to stay that same person throughout your employment you know I love it when I'm interviewing somebody and they are authentic. They're themselves. Whether it be they use their authentic laugh, or, um, you know, honestly for me, when someone comes in and they don't take out their body jewelry and they don't cover up their tattoos because that's the person they're gonna be on the job. And that's what we want. We want real people. We don't, I, I interviewed somebody Several, several years ago when I was doing uh, the hiring over at another company and, you know, he came in for his interview in a suit and which was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking, heck yeah, this guy is going to come in to work every day in a suit or dressed up like this is awesome. And I worked for a retail store, but it was a funky retail store. I'm like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't love a sales associate in a suit you know, and he didn't, he he didn't come to work in a suit. He didn't come to work. He wasn't a good employee to begin with, but um, he didn't come to work at all. But, you know, I was kind of let down. I was like, dang, he wasn't his authentic self in his interview. You know, be your authentic self. And, And if you have trouble with that, talk to somebody before your interview. Like, hey, talk to somebody who has worked in business before, who has experience with corporate and ask them, how can I be my authentic self in this interview? Um, so something that I want to talk about when we're talking about interviewing, um, besides being your authentic self, how many times can I say that word? Anyway. <laughs> okay. So um, now, especially, especially now during the pandemic, a lot of our interviews are online. Um, And who knows for how much longer they're going to be online interviews. I don't know about you, we use Zoom. Um, My company uses Zoom anyway, because I work remotely. But a lot of companies are going to be continuing to use Zoom for their interviews because it, you know, takes out that face to face interaction, which is great for our pandemic. Um, But have your technology working beforehand. Make sure you know the Zoom room that you're going to be going into. Make sure you have the link accessible, uh, you know, a couple minutes before your interview. So make sure you can, I would say the night before, make sure you know how to access that link on your device. Make sure you know how to get your audio on, how to get your um, visual, you know, your camera working correctly. Put your light source in front of you. So face your light source. Okay, if your light source is behind you, that's gonna cause uh, almost like a like a large like starburst behind your head, and it's gonna make it hard for the interviewer to actually see you. So put your light source in front of your face, whether that be um, you know your kitchen light or a lamp. Or my favorite is natural light source, so a window. Um, and set, you know, you can set your device up if you don't have a computer. You can prop your phone up nicely so it's looking at you. Um, yeah, so that's just a couple of ideas that I have so far for interviewing. Um, let's see, something else. Everyone wants to know what to wear. You know, like I say, said before, be authentic be yourself if if you are going to be coming to work wearing um you know a t-shirt and jeans then then dress up, you know, a level or two above that. Change the t-shirt into a polo, change the jeans maybe into khakis. You know, might not exactly matter if you're on Zoom, but I would say, you know, put on the khakis and put on the shoes even if you are in a Zoom interview because it's just as important, Um, you know, and do that for you. So you feel good about yourself during your interview. The better you feel, the better you're going to portray yourself um, in your interview. So, you know, do that, do that. I would say dress um, however you're going to dress for the job. Um, If it's not a professional job, dress maybe a level or two fancier above that um, and wear shoes you know, fix your hair and don't, don't be getting dressed during the interview. It's happened before. I know having a zoom interview, you're in the comfort of your own home. It feels like it's not that much of a big deal, but it is. This is the first impression that the employer is getting from you as if it were face to face. So you want to treat it as if you are face to face. You know, you're in the comfort of your own home. Make sure the background behind you is something appropriate. Um, You know, you definitely don't want a a big poster with middle finger in the air or anything like that (laughs) behind. Um, You know, that's just something I say stand out. I don't mean stand out like. Yeah. So if you notice your interviewer is is going to know your name by the time you get there. Um, one thing that I would really do to kind of put a little spotlight over your head is, you know, when they say, "Hi, how are you? How's it going today, James?" You can say, "Hey, you know what, Jessica? It's going great." Address them back by their name. One, that's going to to show that you're listening and you're engaged. Um, two, it's going to show you're professional, and three, it's going to show you're a decent human. You know, I. So many people just sit there and it's just a black and white interview, you know, make it a conversation between the two of you because that's what it actually is, you know, a conversation to see if this is a good job for you and see if you're a good fit for the job. So that's my favorite thing throughout the interview, address the interviewer by their name. Um, Okay, now backtracking a little bit, of course, you want to be on time, Um, you know, if I don't know if you know this, I interview all day, but when I'm not interviewing, I have several other projects I could be working on. So if I'm sitting in a Zoom room, you know, waiting five minutes for you to show up, that's five minutes of my time, I could be doing something else. And then if we happen to interview again, you know, I've already got that idea in my mind that whoever I'm interviewing, you know, doesn't have any respect for my time. it's the same vice versa you know i will be on time for you you should be on time for me i remember back another company i was doing hiring for we had a script that we had to go by um well it was suggested but there were certain questions on there and a lot of candidates would answer the questions generally so like the question would say tell me about your most difficult experience with a customer and candidates would answer, oh, if I had a difficult customer, this is what I would do, So yada, yada, yada. But what we were looking for was a specific time. And that is there for a reason because we wanna know the truth about how you handled something. It does not mean you had to handle the situation perfectly. There is, constant opportunity to grow and a good interviewer is going to know that they're not hiring the perfect person. They are hiring a human being and we want to know those experiences. How did you handle them? Did you when have you ever seen an employee take money from the register and how did you handle it? Yes, I saw an employee take money from the register and you know, I didn't have the courage to say anything at the time. Okay. All right. Well, maybe the person would have courage to say something. Now, be honest about that. Be honest, because we want to know how you're actually going to be as an employee. Um, And like I said, not a good interviewer is not looking for those perfect cookie cutter answers. We're looking for real answers. How did you actually handle it? Um, One of my favorite questions to ask is, you know, have you ever had conflict with a, a member of management? And how did you handle that? And and people often answer, Oh, no, I've never had conflict with management. Well, I guarantee you, that's not true. So answer authentically. It's better to be honest in the interview than to be dishonest, get to the job and have an issue and have constant butting heads because you were not authentic in your interview there I go saying that word again it's just going to be my favorite word for today so I'm going to name this podcast episode how to be authentic um anyway um so that's something that um I want to bring up and then I have some questions here that a good friend of mine who has worked in human resources for a while um She wants to know about specific traits and qualities that are most likely to get you noticed. Well, of course, if you are a bubbly, outgoing person, that's going to get you noticed. But again, go back to authenticity, being honest. Being honest, just being honest about yourself, and the questions you are answering. It's okay to take your time to answer them. You don't have to spit something off and just ramble, 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 like I probably do way too much, but you don't have to do that. That's not what we're looking for. We are not looking for a perfect candidate. We are looking for human beings to help run a company, okay? So, um, you know, you have your basic things that you can do to help you stand out. You know, of course you wanna be on time, you wanna dress well. Um, we discussed addressing the interviewer by their first name, that's going to be helpful. But really be yourself, be your individual authentic self. Okay. Can a candidate for an entry-level position harm their chances if they know too much about the requirements? No, no, absolutely not. If anything, if somebody, if I interviewed somebody and they just knew so, so much about the position, I would see that as a great thing now. Being overqualified is something a little bit different. If you're overqualified for the position, still be honest about that because the company can hold on to your resume and send it off to higher management, you know, for a higher level position. And you can always say if they say in the interview, you know, you seem overqualified. You can say, well, please hold on to my resume. Uh, keep me in mind. I'm very interested in this company and i would love to be considered if something you know at a higher level opens up so let's see should overqualified candidates make their resume to reflect their experience or should they cater to the position they're applying for that's personally up to you yep personally up to you um if you're an overqualified candidate so if you, if you have experience in the industry, but you are overqualified. Like for example, I, I did retail management and if I was going in as an associate, would I put on there I was a manager? Yes, I would. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I say be honest on your resume. Um, let's see. As a candidate, how important is it to know something about the company you are applying with? You know, I could go either way on this one. I will say I'm a little bit impressed when a candidate says, you know, I was looking at the company's uh, website and I have a couple of questions. I love that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to put that in the category with how to stand out. Take a look at the company website. Um, get a little bit of understanding. I wouldn't say you have to know, you know, the CEO's name and then you name drop. Or right? <laughs> I mean, you could, um, but that's, you know, get a general idea. It's kind of like when you're going into college, you know, and you're discussing a new chapter in chemistry and and you just kind of glance at the chapter or look at the index for that chapter or... Just go through, look at the highlighted words, you know, get just somewhat of an understanding of what you're getting yourself into. And I think that can really apply to all sections of life, not just when you're going in for a job interview. Okay, so Jennifer says, should you be conscious of fidgeting during an interview? The answer to that question is yes. And the reason why I am going to say yes is because when you are on a Zoom interview, it is going to be so easy for your attention to be distracted, whether it be by your cat or your dog or your two-year-old or your, you know, husband or your wife or whomever, your roommate. who, The lady outside my window uh, in my office, like, sprays the plants while I'm interviewing sometimes and I just have to keep my focus forward. Um, so be conscious of that and that goes into making sure you are staying engaged with the interviewer. Um, How can we stay engaged? Ask questions, Uh, continue eye contact throughout the whole interview, Um, repeat things back. If I say, all right, David, so our shifts that we have available, you know 7 a.m to 9 p.m monday through saturday you know and david says okay so seven in the morning to 9 p.m and i okay he's staying engaged he's listening to me he's showing me that he understands um that is not only good because it's turning the interview into a conversation not someone lecturing somebody else um But now David has a better understanding of the job and he can really think if he's gonna be a good fit for it or not. Um, Okay, could talking with your hands hurt your chances? Huh, that's a good question. Well, I guess that would really depend on the interviewer. Yeah, I don't care, talk with your hands. I talk with my hands all the time, go for it. (laughs) And Jen, she says, what should you do with your hands during interview? you know what if you are a fidgeter then go ahead grab a pen grab a pen and keep it off camera and you know do whatever you need to do on the side on a pad if you need to take notes if you need to keep your hand busy um i don't think there's anything wrong with that okay so jennifer said what should you do when you enter an interview should you wait Uh, to be asked to have a seat? Or do you just take a seat? And does the way you shake hands have an effect on how you were viewed during the interview? Absolutely. I love nothing more than a professional handshake. And I'll tell you, being a woman in the corporate world, when somebody shakes my hand with a firm handshake, I feel like that's a form of respect. It's not saying, oh, this is a woman, she can't take my handshake or anything like that. Or Oh, let me be gentle with her. Shake my hand because you're looking at your possible employer here. So, you you know, you should probably treat them like it no matter who they are. Um, All right. So let's see here. We also have how loudly should you talk in an interview? Oh, that's a great question. I would say match the volume with your interviewer. Um, I wouldn't be quieter or louder. But if it's something that you are concerned about, um, match the volume. Um, let's see, does, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't say if you're not concerned with it, do it anyway. If it doesn't bother you, I wouldn't say it's a big deal, but match their volume. Definitely. If it's something that pops into your mind, uh, does stumbling over words and answers have an effect on your chances? Another one from Jennifer. Uh, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't hold it against somebody if they're stumbling over their words and answers. I would say maybe they're just nervous. And this might be a good time if you're an interviewer, if they are stumbling over words and answers, to give them a second interview. Maybe they will be more comfortable the second time. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, Or, you know, I I've, I've never had anyone do this for me, but if you really are stumbling over your word and answers too much, you, what about asking the interviewer if you can have a second interview you know hey can I give this another shot I just I was so nervous um yeah oh well let me see let me see if I have any more oh <laughs> are you saying pan or pam that's what somebody thinks you should ask in an interview you know like from Step Brothers. yeah don't do that <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap for our first podcast here at United Smart Tech. My name is Jessica Alexander. Please, if you have any questions or there's something that you think United Smart Tech could address on our podcast to give you a better understanding of either what it's like to work here or what it's like to be a client, you know, please let me know. Send me an email to jessica at usmarttech.com. That's jessica at usmarttech.com. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. you. Uh, like I said, thanks for joining in and uh, yeah, have a great week.